Welcome to another life-impacting message from City Light Church, North Adelaide. You can find more great things like this at citylight.church slash North Adelaide. So our first reading today is going to be from Psalm uh, 123. Um, That's going to be page 966 in the um, Bibles in the pew, if you have it, which is the NIV for those um, reading on their phones. Psalm 123. I lift my eyes to you, to you whose throne is in heaven, As the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to you, the Lord our God, till he shows us his mercy. Have mercy on us, O Lord, have mercy on us. For we have endured such contempt. We have endured much ridicule from the proud, much contempt from the arrogant. And to to go alongside that, we'll be turning into the New Testament. We're going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 4. That's page 1797, again of the same Bible. Chapter four, therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we recommend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers, so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is in the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay, to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to the death for Jesus' sake so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work with us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. With the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. All this for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and our momentary troubles are achieving far for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Amen. Hey, everyone. Nice to see you all here tonight. I might just jump down here, hey? Um, It's good to be back. Good to be back in Adelaide. I do feel like half of me is still sort of back on the beach up on the north coast of New South Wales. Um, But I am here. I... uh, so to hit the ground running this morning, I was preaching at another church in the morning, and I sort of felt like I dusted off the cobwebs there. Um, so either this is going to be a cracker tonight, or it's going to be like I'm still half asleep from my holiday. But anyway, we'll see where we go. Um, I'm Simon. Uh, people call me Jacko. Uh, I'm the lead pastor here at City Light Church North Adelaide. I have been, for those who are going, what are you talking about? I've been on holidays for a couple of weeks. I uh, went up the north coast of New South Wales and jumped, put my foot over the border with my family into, the, the, into Queensland, onto the Gold Coast. It was great to be away, uh, but good to be back. 
um, good to get back into the rhythms of life of 2020. Um, and uh, I trust that you've been served well by a couple of our brothers over the past couple of weeks as we've been exploring this January um, songs of ascent. So we started in Psalm 120, 121, 122. Tonight we land in 123. Um, we are going to be in, sorry, 123 uh, tonight. Um, it's Australia Day. I think you've made a good call. I think you've made a good call to be here rather than down at the Adelaide Oval watching the strikers. Um, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to catch the second half of the game maybe later on if you miss out. But uh, let's pray, how, how, shall we, And as we get into it. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for all the good things you give us. Lord, we thank you and praise you for uh, this night together, this time together under your word. We pray, Lord, that as we sit under your word tonight uh, and in the power of the Spirit, we pray that we would see Jesus, we pray that we would hear Jesus, and we pray that we would love Jesus. Uh, Father, we reflect today as well on this day we've called Australia Day. Uh, Father, we thank you for this country that we live in. Uh, Father, we thank you for its beauty, we thank you for its bounty, we thank you for its history. But Lord, we also lament on this day, we, Father, we, we lament uh, the past, Father, and in particular, uh, we lament the way that the first peoples of this nation were treated uh, by people who should have known better. Uh, Father, we lament the, the past. We, Lord, we thank you for the men and women who came bearing the good news of Jesus Christ from other lands, who tried as best they could to treat all people with equality. We realise they made mistakes. But uh, Lord, we pray that as we as a nation of varying people uh, make our way toward in, into the future, we pray that you'd help us to do that in a way that honours you, uh, that loves our neighbour um, in the light of how you've loved us. Uh, so Lord, we pray tonight um, in reflection on our country, on ourselves, we pray you'd make us more like Jesus as we think about your word. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I meant to say as well, I'm pretty sure we, we planted a new church this morning as a network of churches. I meant to know that before. So if you're new tonight, uh, City Light Church is a, is a family of churches. Uh, we, uh, we are here at North Adelaide, sort of arose out of a church plant about seven years ago or so down at Glenelg uh, by the beach. Uh, and we arose about three years ago. Uh, another church was planted in the City Light family of churches called Anchor Church in Port Adelaide, so in the western suburbs. And just this morning... Uh, we planted as a family of churches, City Light Church South. Is that how it goes? Yeah. South. Is that good? Yeah. City Light South. There you go. Um, so we sent out, or about 50 people from Glenelg went out down south. They're meeting in Christie's Beach. It's a fair way south. Uh, Christie's Beach Primary School. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, a great thing for us to do as we seek to make Jesus known right across this city um, so do pray for that church, 50 people heading out with Tyler Shedd as lead pastor, um, a bunch of elders to make Jesus known down south. Good thing to pray for. We'll pray for that later. I don't know about you, but I, um, I, mean, I didn't really have much of a rhythm apart from like waking up each day and going to the beach and then getting a cup of coffee and going back to the beach. That was pretty much my rhythm for holidays. But my normal rhythm of life is this. Um, 4.50am in the morning, my alarm goes off. Um, and I promptly roll over, hit snooze, and roll back over, pretending it didn't happen, and then at 4.59am, it goes off again. 
and I press stop, and I swing my legs out of bed, put them on the floor, and I stand up. And then I walk out of our bedroom, and I walk through our lounge room into the kitchen, where I check that the kettle's got a bit of water in it, and I hit go on the kettle. I go to the toilet, I won't tell you about that. I go to the bathroom, I then come out of the bathroom, go to the lounge room, uh, pick up my cycling gear, shorts, jersey, socks and shoes, walk back into the kitchen, drop that on the table, go back to the cupboard in the kitchen, grab the Makona coffee, Yep, that's instant, by the way. Um, Makona coffee and a mug. I walk over to where the kettle is. I put a teaspoon and a half in, so it's really tasty. And then um, I fill it up. I take the cup of coffee to the table. I put it down and I start getting on my cycling gear and sipping on that beautiful instant coffee deliciousness, which people call an alternative hot beverage. Um, and I drink that and I'm getting in my gear. And then at 5.30 a.m., I'm out the door. And I roll down Henley Beach Road on my bike. I turn left, I head down to Glenelg South. I come back to Glenelg. I come back up Anzac Highway, back down Port Road, up to Prospect. I go down Prospect Road and I turn at about a quarter to seven, 6.45 a.m. in the morning. I park my bike outside Cafe Cotto on Prospect Road. I walk in, I tap my card. I even punch in the right amount into the machine myself. I tap my card. I go back outside with the advertiser. I sit down outside, start flicking through the advertiser. Then someone brings me a double shot almond milk flat white and I start drinking that. I read the advertiser in about 30 seconds because that's really all it takes. And then I, um, then I open the Bible, I start reading the Bible, I think a bit about it, I write a reflection, I pray. 7.27, I'm back on the bike, I ride back down Prospect Road, I get home at 7.30am and I'm in the shower at 7.31am. That's the rhythm of my day, at least the beginning of it. Everything goes pear-shaped after that. No, that's the rhythm of my day, pretty much every day, Monday to Friday. Don't really get out much on Sundays. That's my rhythm. Now, you might go, that sounds pretty OCD, Jacko. Like, but that's my rhythm. That's how I roll. And I don't know if you've caught the, the rhythm that we've been encountering in the Songs of Ascent. These ancient songs sung by God's people as they made their way from, uh, from various parts of the land of Judah to Jerusalem a few times of the year. There's a rhythm to these songs of ascent. I don't know if you've picked it up. Uh, Psalm 120 uh, explores the challenges of walking with God in a broken world. Psalm 121 proclaims that God is our strength and he is our refuge. And Psalm 22, maybe you looked at this last week, encourages us as God's people to celebrate the past, enjoy the present, and look forward to the future. Can you see the rhythm? Hassle, help, heaven. Threat, protection, relief, danger, rescue, joy, fear, intervention, peace. The rhythm continues through these sort of triplets, all the way through the songs of ascent, these 15 psalms. What you might find surprising, right, is that the rhythm set by us singing these psalms on the road to Jerusalem from the four corners of Judah is precisely the rhythm that marks the the gospel-shaped, Christ-centred life that we as followers of Jesus are called to live and equipped to live to do. The basic shape of the life of a a pilgrim, follower of God, is this. We honestly face up to our weaknesses. We honestly identify the challenges that we face living in this flawed and hostile world. 
We run again to God for mercy and grace in Christ. And we take hold afresh of all that God has already given us in Jesus. We struggle, we trust, we receive, repeat. We struggle, we trust, we receive, repeat. This is the rhythm of life for God's pilgrim people. And it'll become pretty obvious as we work our way through these psalms over the next little while. We're going to take a break after tonight. I was hoping tonight, by the way, apologies, apology up the front, I was hoping we could do Psalm 123, 4 and 5 tonight, but I got home from holidays on Thursday and I realised I'd bitten off more than I can chew. And so we're going to just lob into Psalm 123 tonight. But this rhythm keeps going through these collection of psalms. Psalm 123, right, it's a bit unusual because it's a song for people who are completely fed up. Anyone else out there completely fed up with life? You don't have to identify. Anyway, um, I think it's been a while, right, since we've sung a song that sounds anything like Psalm 123. Check out verse 3. It's going to come up on the screen. The psalmist, this is the song, right, that God's people would sing. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy on us. For we have endured no end of contempt. We have endured no end of ridicule from the arrogant, of contempt from the proud. Now, I don't think that is going to make it onto the song list of many churches in Adelaide. It's probably not going to make it onto the Spotify playlist for City Light Church North Adelaide that Liam has pulled together for us. It's not going to make it. It's too depressing. It sounds like a song. It sounds like a psalm for whinges. That's what it sounds like. So what's going on? Well, the fourth song to be sung on the pilgrimage from Jerusalem to Jerusalem, sorry, very deliberately picks up themes that we've already kind of heard, notes we've already heard sung before. Because the opposition experienced by God's people in Psalm 120 and the threat that you come across in the beginning of Psalm 121, well, that hasn't gone away. Yeah, we've sung these first three songs, and yes, we've moved from a focus on God's enemies to his strength, then to his peace, but Psalm 123 kind of brings us back to earth with a thump. We're still under pressure. It's hard to follow God. But the antidote is still the same. The only way to survive is to look to Yahweh, is to look to the living God. Four times in the first uh, two verses of Psalm 123, we see that it's all about eyes, right? We sing about eyes. First, it's the psalmist's eyes. Then in the middle, it's sort of two sets of metaphorical eyes. And then the third, the fourth, is this set of eyes of all who believe in Yahweh. So verse one, I lift up my eyes to you, to you who sit enthroned in heaven. As the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a female slave look to the hand of her mistress, So our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy. Now when you come across eyes in the Old Testament, they are the organs of desire. And in the context of this psalm, in the case of what we want, what we long for, what the psalmist longs for here is relief. We look to God to do something to to ease the pressure. So we sing, to you I lift my eyes. You who sit enthroned in the heavens, because he is the one who rules the whole universe. He is the one who is able to do something about our stress, our anxiety, our circumstances. In fact, he's the only one who can do anything. In the same way that neither male servants or female servants can do much to improve their lot, 
because they are basically entirely dependent on the kindness of their mistress or stroke their master, so we are totally dependent on God. As the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a female slave look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy. We look to God patiently, we look to him expectantly until he shows his mercy and grace. Now I hope, like as we've just cracked open Psalm 123, I hope you realise you can't sing this song until you've come to an end of yourself. This is a song for people who can honestly say, I'm fed up, I'm cheesed off, I'm despairing, I'm even kind of desperate. That's why it's a bit of a jarring song to kind of sing after Psalm 122. Last week, Psalm 122 kind of finished gloriously, kind of looking forward to a great future, tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, and bam, here we are, back struggling again, struggling to breathe, gasping to sing the Old Testament equivalent of nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling, naked come to thee for dress, helpless look to you for grace, far I to the fountain fly, wash me, Saviour, or I die. So can you sing this song tonight? I think it's probably one of the greatest challenges of living as a Christian. Maybe it's just me. But I think one of the greatest challenges of living as a Christian is to keep pressing on in acknowledged weakness. That I am utterly dependent on God. It's really easy to think, right, that a a little growth in Christ-likeness, a little more knowledge about the Bible or about God, or perhaps owning one of these, a City Light Church t-shirt, fashionable and excellent value, by the way. You could start the year with one of these, 20 bucks, I think it is, or thereabouts, or 25, no, um, you know, like, you know, you can start a bit, of, bit more Christ-likeness, a bit more knowledge about the Bible. I've grown there, and I've got one of these T-shirts, a City Light Church North Adelaide T-shirt. You know, I can take it from here, God. You know, I've got it all under control. Got the T-shirt. We are strong, not weak. I mean, look at Ruth. She is powerful. It's surprisingly hard, though, isn't it, to stay weak in our own hearts and weak in our own minds. But in our saner moments, we realise that we, we really never get past our absolute dependence on our God and King for all things. We'll never be able to negotiate life well on our own. It's hard, and people are hostile. Which is where verses 3 and 4 take us. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy on us. For we have endured no end of contempt. We have endured no end of ridicule from the arrogant, of contempt from the proud. See, there's this double plea for grace in verse 3 that gives us a sense of just how hard the writer is finding life. In his case, he's just fed up with other people's sin. He's been worn down by other people's negativity. We don't know exactly why, but people seem to be sneering at him, patronising him, looking down their nose at this writer. Derek Kidner, a commentator on the Psalms, on this psalm says, quote, Other things can bruise, but contempt is cold steel. It goes deeper into the spirit than any other form of rejection. And the writer has simply had enough. Have you ever felt like that? 
you're just over it. Can't keep going. That other people's meanness, other people's duplicity, other people's slander of you, or perhaps their gossip, it's just too much. If you've ever felt like that, or if you ever do feel like that, you know which song in the hymn book to go to in the future, yeah? Psalm 123. Sing Psalm 123 and lift your eyes to the one who sits enthroned in the heavens. When we look up, our glance will be met with the deepest of gazes that is saturated with love and flawless knowledge, saturated with infinite wisdom and buckets of mercy. We may have had enough, but when we look up to heaven, we discover that God has barely begun showering us with his loving kindness. And as his gaze meets ours, we discover, as John Calvin says, quote, whenever it pleases him, he calms all the agitations of the world. He comes to the rescue of the desperate and the despairing. He restores light, dispelling darkness, raising up those who were cast down and laid flat on the ground. It's no accident, right, that in the face of growing hatred, growing hostility, murderous plots against him, on the night before Jesus died for you and me, for the sins of the whole world, recorded for us in John 17, Jesus lifted up his eyes to heaven and said this, the hour has come, glorify the Son, so that the Son may glorify you. Jesus looked to his heavenly Father, And his heavenly father came through for him. And brother and sister in Christ, the same will happen for us. For those who follow in the steps of Jesus, for those who trust in him and for those who suffer after him in this life. We too are invited into dependence on the father. And he will come through. He will come through. In the world... The words of 1 Corinthians 4, when reviled, we bless. When persecuted, we endure. When slandered, we entreat. How do we do that? By lifting our eyes to the one enthroned in the heavens, who we now know to be the one who died and rose again for us, the Lord Jesus. Yeah, people in 2020 will treat us like the scum of the world. They'll treat us like the refuse of all things. And sometimes that may be almost too much to bear. Yeah, we might say, I've had enough of this. I'm over it. I'm out. But in the words of 2 Corinthians 4, Paul says, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show the surpassing power belongs not to us, but to God. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus. Why? So that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. You see, in the gospel, we are always able to lift our eyes to the one who has defeated sin and death for us. So let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Right now, tonight, do you feel like you are at the end of yourself? I don't know, you're first deadline for 2020 might be looming over your head, causing you sleepless nights, I don't know. You may feel exhausted about your frenetic pace. I don't really have a frenetic pace, but your frenetic pace of January. You may feel like starting another year here at City Light Church, North Adelaide, leading a ministry team is going to be a bit of a slog. Maybe it's going to be a schlep. Remember that word I introduced a couple of weeks ago? A schlep, a bit hard. 
You may feel like, right, you've been here for almost three years and you feel less equipped now than you did you know, for the next three years to come because God is exposing in you all kinds of issues that you've been trying to keep suppressed for a while. Or perhaps for you, work is fine, maybe church is fine. But maybe, maybe everything else is unbelievably stressy and, health and messy for you. Family life is demanding, relationships are crumbling, friends are annoying, friends are letting you down, people are just genuinely disappointing and some are genuinely being mean to you and, and on and on and on. Do you feel like you've had enough? Is that you? Then fantastic, if it is. You are exactly where you need to be to live a gospel-shaped life. In his book, A Praying Life by Paul Miller, Connecting with God in a Distracting World. This is a wonderful book, by the way. If you want to read about prayer, if you want to discover what prayer actually is and how to get engaged in it, read this one, A Praying Life by Paul Miller. In this book, Paul Miller says that the key to the Christian life is two words, learned desperation. That's what he says. The key to the Christian life is learned desperation. He sums it up. That's where we need to live, in a state of learned desperation. Let me read to you from page 55. Um, he's writing here, obviously, about the subject of prayer. Um, but he, he says this. This is great. Throughout the book of John, we see people coming to Jesus because of their helplessness. The Samaritan woman has no water, John 4. Later in the same chapter, the official son has no health. The crippled man by the pool of Bethsaida has no help to get him into the water, John 5. The crowd has no bread, John 6. The blind man has no sight, John 9. And finally, Lazarus has no life, John 11. We receive Jesus because we were weak, and that's how we follow him. Paul was reminded of this when he prayed three times for God to remove his thorn in the flesh. Didn't happen. Instead, God reminded Paul of how the gospel works. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so the power of Christ may rest upon me. The gospel, God's free gift of grace in Jesus, only works when we realise we don't have it all together. Same is true for prayer. The very thing we are allergic to, our helplessness, is what makes prayer work. It works because we are helpless. We, don't, we can't do life on our own. Prayer mirrors the gospel. In the gospel, the Father takes us as we are because of Jesus and gives us the gift of salvation. In prayer, the Father receives us as we are because of Jesus and gives us his gift of help. We look at the inadequacy of our praying and giving up, give up, thinking something is wrong with us. God looks at the adequacy of his son and delights in our sloppy, meandering prayers. Learned, learned desperation. And right now, right, if you don't feel like you're at the end of yourself, in the words of Paul, quote, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. You know, it may be, right, that forcing ourselves to sing this song is the first step in breaking down our growing self-reliance as it gradually and insistently, incessantly sorry, causes us to face the fact 
that we find it so very easy to slip into that idea that we can handle life on our own. Psalm 123 reminds us that not only is it okay sometimes to feel that we've had enough, that we're over it, that we, we can't take it anymore, but it also, it also encourages us to face up to our weaknesses, admitting our desperate need, throwing ourselves on God in faith. That's a crucial part of the rhythm of the Christian life, to throw ourselves on Christ afresh, realising that we are utterly dependent on him. So what's the rhythm of the Christian life? Face your weaknesses. Realise that God is on your side. Relax in faith. Then repeat. Face your weaknesses. Realise that God is on your side. Relax in faith. And repeat. It's not complicated. That's biblical faith. You know, next week we, we start our series again in the book of Acts and we're going to come across all kinds of issues we face there. Doctrinal issues. We're going to come across words we've never seen before in the book of Acts. We're going to tackle all kinds of different issues as we teach the Bible throughout 2020. And sometimes you're going to sit there going, what on earth is Jacko saying? Maybe you're saying that right now. What on earth is Jacko saying? But we might come across stuff that's, you go, wow, that's really complicated. But let me just tell you all the time, the Christian life is not complicated in the sense that the Christian life is all about us constantly just running to Jesus, facing our weakness, discovering and then rediscovering in the gospel of Jesus Christ that God is on our side and then just reveling in and delighting, even relaxing in the the reality that Jesus Christ loved us and gave himself for us. Singing these psalms helps us to get in step with the Lord Jesus himself. The one who actually invites us to say, I'm wrecked, I'm weak, I'm frustrated, I'm struggling. And to find in him rest. Rest that you will not find anywhere else. Here's the the message of these ancient pilgrim songs according to the Lord Jesus Christ. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, that we lift our eyes to you, the one enthroned in heaven. Our Lord, we are weak, but you are strong. Father, we just come before you tonight admitting our utter dependence on you. And Father, we come to you tonight admitting and confessing to you how often it is that we live in a way that disregards you, Father, where we just assume that we have control, that we are powerful, we have it all at at hand. But Lord, we confess afresh tonight with the psalmist, Lord, that we are utterly dependent on you today, tomorrow, all the way through this year. 
And Father, we thank you for the wonderful privilege that it is that through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have access to you, our Father, our Creator. And that just as, Father, you cared for your Son as he suffered for the sins of the world, Father, so you will care for us. So, Father, help us to come to you in prayer, to, to learn desperation, to, to recognise that without you we are helpless and hopeless. And so, Father, we come to you in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight and in him we thank you that we can find rest. And so, Lord, we thank you tonight and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to audio from City Light Church, North Adelaide. We hope you found it helpful and we'd love for you to share this message with others. For more great content, more information about City Light Church or to donate to the work of City Light Church, North Adelaide, visit us at citylight.church slash North Adelaide.